This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown, coming to you on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe. Every few days, the Now with Dave Brown team, we like to connect with AMI staffers from across the country to talk about the latest news and events that's happening from Canada's urban centres. It's time for our Atlantic Regional Report with Ryan Delahanty, our Content Development Specialist from Halifax. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Good to be here with you, Alex. It's good. Yeah, I know. It's it's exciting. You know, we don't often get to chat like this. So now it, I, I get to, I'm in the, the driver's seat now. So this is, this is exciting. So our first topic that you wanted to bring up is that in New Brunswick, where special care homes, our operators have an idea on how to help those struggling without shelter this winter. So can you tell me a bit about what's happening over there? There's been a very rapid growth uh, of the homeless population in Atlantic Canada these last few years, um, largely related to the escalating rents. A CBC article last week revealed in the past year, rents in Atlantic Canada have been rising at the rate of about 32.2%, where during the same period, they've risen between 18 to 13% in Ontario, BC, and Alberta, respectively. Um, So quite a jump. And in the Moncton area alone, there are estimated to be about 400 homeless people uh, with a shortage of units and a growing wait list for subsidized housing. So to try and combat this issue, special care home operators have proposed that they could start using their vacant rooms to house some of the hundreds living on the streets as winter approaches. Yeah, that's such a a great idea because I know just based on my experience living in Edmonton for a few years, winters can be so harsh. And if, if you have a large homeless population, there needs to be places where you can you can have them stay during those harsh, long, cold winter nights. So how will this program work? In New Brunswick, there are about uh, 6,000 beds in 400 special care homes and between 700 to 800 vacancies. Uh, Jan Seeley, the president of New Brunswick Special Care Home Association, told CBC New Brunswick. And so special special care homes are regulated and licensed by the Department of Social Development and offer level two care, which includes uh, 24-hour assistance or supervision. They charge about $100 per day or nearly $3,000 per month. Uh, for a resident, and in many cases, the Department of Social Development foots all or part of that bill. So Seeley said that each home focuses on a particular type of clientele, with about a third specializing in helping people with mental health disorders, intellectual disabilities, or addiction recovery. Often, residents will receive meals, laundry, housekeeping, medication management, transportation, haircuts, and most importantly, support is offered uh, to access a social worker and in-house doctor. So this can offer a really critical intervention to help people get back on their medication, find work, an apartment of their own, get back on their feet. And Seeley told CBC they want to see a robust pilot project that would start with consulting the people who are living on the streets. And she believes that by meeting with people who are in crisis, staff with the Department of Social Development, and partners like the special hair, special care homes, uh, they could try and build a basket of services around them. And they feel that being able to offer addictions counseling would really be 
crucial in the success of any potential program. Yeah, this really sounds like this is more than just finding short-term housing solutions for, for people in need. This is offering up a full suite of services and care that people need in order to be successful. Absolutely. And you want to help people on that road to being self-sufficient as much as possible. Um, so, you know, it sounds like a great idea. Uh, we'll see how government responds, how things pan out. Yeah. What has the response been? Has there been a response to this idea of a pilot project? So the hope is that the Department of Social Development will sit down with the special care home operators, their uh, governing association, to talk about how more people could move in on a temporary basis through the winter. Um, they'd love for government to help fund the addictions counselors so that these special care homes can start filling rooms immediately and not have to worry about quickly turning around and evicting residents for drug use uh, where they haven't really had the opportunity to go through counseling or get help. Um, but there does seem to be a bit of a disconnect with government where when CBC News contacted contacted the Department of Social Development about the proposal, uh, nobody was made available to speak on the issue. And in an email, the spokesperson, Rebecca Howland, told CBC, special care homes in the province are privately owned and operated. I recommend you either reach out to the facilities directly or the New Brunswick Special Care Homes Association. Uh, so kind of pointed them back where they started. And when CBC asked for greater detail, uh, the department's rep said that uh, they are not aware of any such initiatives at this time. So maybe some miscommunication, maybe uh, the Special Care Homes Association is gung-ho, uh, but maybe hasn't really given the detail to government. Uh, so it really looks like most things will come down to money and political will, uh, but hopefully the government individual operators and their governing association can come to the table and figure out how to make this work as it really does seem to be a great opportunity to utilize these resources that are already in place with you know hundreds of home rooms sitting vacant unoccupied and you know many people that could very much uh, benefit from having access so uh, hopefully we'll have more to report on that in the coming weeks yeah absolutely as as we mentioned it the the weather's only getting colder the nights are getting longer so the the quicker that action can be taken, the the better, and then hopefully you know this can be something that grows and, and becomes a model across the country because I think that's that's the model for how you tackle this type of issue. Um, now moving on to closer to home for you, you wanted to cover a mental uh, health day hospital that's opening up in uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia. So can you can you tell us a bit about the latest news around this? Absolutely. This is something that started with a pilot project here in Halifax back in March. And the project provides medication, psychiatric programs, and services in hospital, but allows patients to go home at the end of the day, which government says reduces wait times for access to mental health care and frees up inpatient beds for other medical needs. The Halifax pilot program has already had a really positive impact by offering treatment for 50 patients and creating a savings of more than 1,000 inpatient hospital days. And so it was just announced that they'll be opening one in Sydney, Cape Breton as well, in addition to the original Halifax spot. And so this is expected to be a huge help for Cape Bretoners where psychiatric inpatient hospital beds have the highest occupancy rates, typically above 90%. And this means that patients uh, typically now have to be transferred to hospitals in other zones, taking them away from their homes and families and adding to the number of transfers needed by ambulance as well. So clearly there is a need uh, when is it expected to open and are there going to be any challenges or, or difficulties around this? 
The day hospital is expected to open in Cape Breton next spring and will be located inside the regional hospital and will operate seven days a week with an initial capacity of 10 patients a day. Uh, they're hoping to fairly quickly amp that up to 15 patients a day that they can process and see. The day hospital program is overseen by a psych psychiatrist and includes clinical assistants, mental health nurses, and social workers. In the spring, the government admitted it was short eight full-time psychiatrists in Cape Breton. So they're working to overcome those challenges in recruitment and retention. Uh, new clinical assistants have been hired and two new psychiatrists are coming from the United Kingdom. So hopefully they'll uh, like it in Cape Breton, I hope maybe arrive after the winter has passed and uh, find a home and be able to help out with the new day hospital, which is uh, getting a lot of very positive reception. I think people are really eager to have that resource in the community and cut back on how much they have to travel and that they can, you know, not be divorced from their daily lives and be able to go home at the end of the day and still get whatever help they may need. Yeah. And this is another amazing service and, and, and story that you brought forward, Ryan, like every single time you, you come on the show, you always bring these, these great stories and, and these great services that are, are popping up around the neighborhood. Do you do you find that within the region there there is this push to have these these types of more innovative, more inclusive services available? Because this is something that you know I I see as a bit more of a trend that's coming forward. That there are more progressive ideas trying to create these new and innovative models to to provide people with care who are in need. Yeah, I think sometimes limitations do breed innovation. And so if you were to design something blue sky, this is the best way it can work. Um, you know, all these different logistics resources may kill that big idea. Whereas looking at the resources we do have and maybe where there is some extra capacity, how can we use that for good? So it is really nice to see. I think these are things that have potential to last. You know, it's a shame to you know, have uh, rolled this out, but it's dependent on, you know, funding increasing and it just kind of withers on the vine before many people get to uh, benefit from it. So it's nice seeing some of these uh, sorts of changes. They all seem to be very well received so far. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see more and more of that and a little bit of ingenuity can go a long way. Now, Ryan, before I let you go, I, I want to uh, ask you about our daily uh, poll question. This was one that I was kind of thinking of as I made my way early into work this morning to to kind of prep to fill Dave's shoes. He, he does so much behind the scenes that folks at home have no idea how much our, our lovely and talented host Dave Brown does. But are you punctual? Are you very punctual somewhat, like none at all? What? How would you say uh, your your level of punctuality is? I'd say very. It's kind of ingrained in me. I couldn't tell you how many times I've had like a four-hour road trip to make it to a meeting or event, and I'm there 15 minutes early. Um, so, yeah, I think it's pretty ingrained. I'm pretty good at being there. Not so early that it's impolite, but uh, at the appropriate time. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for chatting with me, uh, for sharing these stories, and uh you know, I can't wait to, to chat with you again. It's too long in between these conversations. I know. We've been needing to catch up, maybe not entirely on air live, but uh, we'll talk more soon, I'm Oh, sure. why not? I mean, we could totally <laughs> just have our entire conversation just broadcast across the country. Everyone needs to hear what we have to say. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. That is Brian Delahanty, uh, who is joining us from Halifax. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.
Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.